Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 206 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell. With me today, I have... Ben Meredith. Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. And Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Hamid Salahur and Altahan. Sell side bottom. And Azu. And Tesla's dead. Yes. Uh... Tesla is face down on a bed in front of Azu and Wild. Very, very dead. All right. Very, very quick recap. You all returned back to the one that got away in London, and you were all having a lovely grand old time, and Tesla's dead. So I'm going to pick up exactly where we left off, which is Wild and Azu have discovered a very evidently dead Tesla. And by very evidently dead, I mean that he is face down in his bed, his back is awash with blood, and... You can see enough of the inside of Tesla to know that that's oh. not someone who's alive. Oh, okay. Sticky. Um, Azu turns to Wild and says, "You need to. We need to go and get the. We need to tell the go t- the others. The others. The others. Now, um, I'm going to see how long he's been dead. Um, yes. Yep. Oh, yep. 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 Wild okay. just runs off and starts fetching people. Okay. I would like to roll a heel check. I think that's a really good idea. Yes. Thank you. All right. Here we go. If I roll badly and I'm just like, well, he's dead, I'm going to be very (laughs) upset. I did, in fact, roll quite badly, but I upped my heel, so that is actually a 21. 21, okay. You've hit a DC, so thank you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Information that you now know. He's dead. (sighs) Two. He's been dead for probably a few hours. Less than a day. Okay. More than instant. His body is cool. And in terms of the method of killing, this is someone who was attacked from behind while they were in bed. And it's a very odd wound pattern. It seems to be like an animal attack, but with some stabs as well. Do I know what kind of animal? Because like the attack of a... Of, like, a dog is very different to the attack of, like, a hawk. A squid. It would be something with a significant body mass, much larger than a dog, 
Like a bear. bear. Like a bear? It looks like there was a kill bite on the back of the skull, which was the uh, point of kill. Okay, I think that's a bear thing. And it appears that there are also, though, stab wounds in the back, not just animal wounds. <gasps> Did someone... Oh, no! Oh, no! What if it was Summit Neil? What if it was Barrett pretending that it was Summit Neil? Oh, God! Oh, no, and he's perceptive enough to be able to figure mm-hmm. out that... But we saw Summit Neil and she was fine. Already, no, you did. Some of us did. We have seen Summit Neil. Oh, Summit, Summit Neil, you spoke to like five minutes ago. Yeah. It, you, you knocked on Summit Neil's door prior to Tesla's and just got a hello. I mean, also, Barrett might have been a werewolf all along. No yeah. one's checked him. No one checked him for like anthropy. Like, That's have true. we ever seen him at night? That's Is he true. a druid? Does yeah. he have powers from the squizzards? Yeah. Maybe Barrett was actually originally a bear that got bit by a human and caught human. Maybe Barrett. <laughs> or he just used a beast-shaped potion. Or that. Could See, be. welcome to a world where there's a million answers to every question and none of them are helpful. Magic is ah. complicated. All right. I am going to cut to probably Zolf and Cell would be the first people that Wilde had run into where Wilde immediately just points to Tesla's door. Uh, Tesla's been murdered uh, as he's in there right now. Uh, I'm, I'm getting everyone else... Uh, and then Wilde just runs off towards the lab. <laughs> oh. Quickly and silently power walk over to Tesla's room. Yeah. Yep, you see a similar situation. I would say it doesn't look like there was a struggle. So you're not mm-hmm. looking at, like, sprays of blood up the wall, disturbances all over the room. It's The room's not been trashed. Some it, it, The takeaway is it looks like a crime of passion upon someone who was asleep. So you're looking at tousled covers, but that's about it. I'm I'm also going to do a heel check, and like Zolf is proper silent. I mean, I guess quite rude. I guess nobody's going to care in this sort of situation, but like hyper focused, and it's like right, yeah, you yeah. know. So yeah. question: focused scrutiny is a spell that gives heightened sensitivity uh, to the maddened manner's reaction and body language of one creature that you can perceive. Does not specify that the the creature, the target creature, is alive. <laughs> yes, it does. In Pathfinder, it's got a wonderful thing where if you're alive, you're a creature. If you're dead, you're an object. Oh, okay. Oh. But okay. your spirit, obviously, like for, for spirit magic, you still count as a creature, but like your mortal remains are an I object. See. Okay, that that's a shame. Could have perceived so much. Apologies. Yeah, you can't. You, you I mean, I'd, I'd let you use it to read the body language of the corpse as that of a corpse, but right. that's as far as I'll let you go. <laughs> well, I could potentially read whether he was able to defend himself. Don't open up these doors. I'll tell you what, give me the heel check, Ben, and then I'll, and then I'll return to you. I already rolled, you. it was rubbish and I get no new information. He's dead. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, focus scrutiny is not the, is not the friend okay. you want it to be in this situation. Okay. okay, okay. But speaking of friends in this situation, Wilde is banging on the uh, lab door. Well, I think you've forgotten, Alex, that Hammond and Scrark were dealing with their own entirely separate crisis, so they'll <laughs> have been doing something in the meantime. You know what? I will cut to <laughs> Hammond and Scrark, in fact, with the knowledge that Wilde is going to be banging on the door real soon. Oh, um... Uh, Scott, you, you, you stay here. Uh, watch. Make sure no one. Uh, I'm going to go and get everyone else. They need to know about this. Um, but first, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to very quickly cast heroism on Scrark, just for the daily, you know, upping of his survivability, which takes three seconds. And then I'm going to start running up the stairs out of the lab and probably barrel into Wild coming down. Ada is still with Scrark at this point, uh, basically yeah. going, "How did you know there was a door there? Whatever." You run past. You basically. 
run into the lab door, throw open the big metal door to a wild looking panicked going, there's something important I've got to tell you. Oscar, there's an entrance. There's a corpse. What? Who's dead? Tesla. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, What? Uh, Okay, okay. Uh, uh, leave someone to guard the door, and then and then we need to reconvene at the bedroom. Uh, uh, sc- okay, uh, Scott, you're... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll come back. lead you back towards Tesla's bedroom. <laughs> okay, okay, in the bedroom, Alex, let's pass on focus scrutiny. I suggest I roll knowledge nature to check what animal it was. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good to me. Mm, cool. I rolled a nine, so that's only 31. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Very large bite pattern. Mm -hmm. It appears to have no natural form that leaps to mind of yours. Mm -hmm. It's not like clearly a bear or clearly a wolf. Mm -hmm. You think that it was probably bear-sized, but Mm -hmm. there is a a morphic pattern to the bite, so the shape of the teeth were changing as they bit. Ooh. Ooh. It is a werewolf. I tell everyone this, or Cell does in a very Cell... For free, though, you do also confirm that those possible stab wounds are definitely stab wounds, not animal attack wounds. Mm -hmm. Animals don't have claws that are perfectly straight and or serrated. It doesn't work like that. No. Well, I mean, some of them do, but uh, let's just assume that that we can tell the difference here. I'm, t- I'm tempted to erase all of those animals from this campaign world, so I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there will be no scavengers here. Cell explains all of this. I would like you to imagine this with the the now Im- improved goggles, like zooming yeah, yeah. in and out. So it's very much one of those remakes of Sherlock Holmes in a sort of steampunk magic universe of which there are dozens. In my mind, they kind of look like those glasses where you've got like a spring in each lens and they're popping, they're sort of boinging. Oh, no! <laughs> no levity here, Helen. This is a serious remake. Sorry. This is, sorry. This is one that has, like, this is not a Bernie Dack combi bump one. Oh, no. This is like, a, I know, you know, a said, I'm serious sorry. actor. And... And like it's it's noir and I'm dark so upset, and... Helen. I now can't delete the image of Cell going around with bouncy eyes. I'm going <laughs> to work real hard to, but you've inserted that. You've totally incepted that image. <laughs> I can't believe we're in Endgame now, and the two of you are joking. How I you know. I am at so a time sorry. Like this, I am so a sorry. A man died. is dead. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and say that the party excluding Skrark, because Skrark's doing guard duty at the tunnel, convene at Tesla's bedroom. Okay, well, Barrett is missing and we have a dead body, so I think probably Barrett did this. Cell relates all the details that they gained from the check. The creature was bear-sized and was transforming at the point it was biting. Me, me, and, me and Skrark, we, we, we found a secret tunnel in the, the lab, but uh, Ada didn't know about it. Maybe oh. he, he did, and that's how he... Is everyone else okay? Do we know where everyone else is? Ah, good point. Wild runs off to go and says, I'm going to go find uh, the others. Augusta and, and, and the professor. And Summit Neil? So Summit Neil's door is directly opposite from Tesla's. Right. Like, right next They to come him. in. Summit Neil is sort of opening the door slowly and looking quite confused at everyone. Um, Tesla's dead. What? And I'm going to watch their face very hard. Yeah. yeah. Everyone give me a sense motive. Yes. 19. 
Ooh. 29. 22. 17. For everyone apart from Azu, that's a very blank face. That's a very blank face. Somebody else quite good at being blank. I'd say that for Azu, Mm. there's an ambivalence there, but a very strong one, and it's (laughs) being controlled. You don't know whether it's a a happy sad, an angry shot, but there, there is... A big old mix of emotions that's being put behind a wall right now. Okay. Right. Cell slowly says, it it appears that he was killed by a bite wound. That does seem to clock a shock reaction. So an unnatural death. Yes, yes. Not not in his... Well, in his sleep, yes. He was but, murdered. Um, unnaturally... In his sleep, stabbed and bitten and, um, well, Azu gestures to the bed. Summit Neil looks and then collapses. <gasps> she doesn't completely faint, but she does just drop, just slumps down against the uh, door frame. Can I make a reflex save to try and catch them? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay. It's not going to, I hope I don't, I hope I don't do badly on this because I'd like to catch them. Uh, that's a 21. 21. Yeah, you, you you can catch them as they just slump against the doorway. Okay. You don't need a sense motive. You just pointed to someone who was viciously murdered to someone who has an extended history with this person and Oops. has very conflicted emotions and was struggling with being back in proximity to them. Like, yeah. You, you, you're, for free, your sense motive is this is either an ex- exceptional act or I may, I may have... That may have been a mistake to point them out there. That might that's, have... That's absolutely what Azu's, Azu's thinking. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Whoops. Right. Looks like it was Barrett then. Okay. Let's go to the secret entrance. We need to catch up with him as soon as we can. Yes. We need to make sure that, that Ada's protected. If, if, if he took out Nicola, then maybe he'll go after her next too. Mm. All right. You stay here. We'll go. Wild sort of comes running back around the corridor with Augusta in tow. Augusta is... Decked with weaponry and armor. Ooh. Like proper, uh, fully decked in very, um, very impressive, like medium armor, a pair of different broadswords strapped across her back, and she's, she's ready for a fight. Wild looks panicked next to her. We, we, we can't find uh, Einstein. <gasps> oh. He, he was heading to the, the, the toilets. We, we checked. There's, there's no sign of him. Well, Einstein can teleport. Not here. But he can't teleport out of here. Okay. I know, look, Einstein is not important right now. We need to find Barrett. We need to find... What if Barrett was hiding in the toilets and used Einstein to teleport somewhere? And he knew something about teleporting out of here that we don't. Then we need to find Barrett. Zolf's right. Zolf's right. We need to, uh, we, we need to at least get this place in, in shutdown and we have, a, we have an open door right. right now. Augusta, make sure the non-combatants don't die. We're all going and we're following Barrett down that hole. Yes. Okay. Okay. At which point... All of the lights start to dim within the building. Oh, Sidon's knees. Oh. What is happening? So, in terms of the lighting, this has been a sort of Magitek lighting situation. I'm basically kind of fudging gas lamps combined with sort of magic crystals as a kind of look. Yeah. They all start to dim and dim, and then very quickly, we're talking in the matter of, say, like six, less than six seconds, drop the entire place into pitch black. As he swears really loudly... 
Hamid uses his six seconds as one combat round. Hamid uses his correct. move action to put on the night goggles that you gave us before the Svalbard mission and uses his standard action to cast mage armor on himself. Nice. Dude knows the rules. <laughs> yes, he What does. a power! <laughs> I'm going to count. I think that Cell is always wearing the goggles because there's just always layers of goggles going on. Headbands and goggles all together. Is anything happening? The lights have just died. We should go, we should go, uh, Ada and, and Skrark are down there and, and they are the most vulnerable. Right. Um, yes, let's go now. I go. Augusta pipes up. The lab has a separate power supply to the rest of the, the complex, still. so it, sh- it should still be fine. As he strides away. Cool. Yeah, you, you don't have any objections as that's happening, so you all start heading down. Obviously, it's a little bit slower. I'm going to assume as well that people are moving cautiously. Uh, no, I have dark vision. Yeah, we've all got dark vision. Yeah. I meant more cautious. Okay, fine. You all, So you all are bombing it through the complex. Yes, because yeah. if Ada's being actively <laughs> murdered, I don't care if somebody tries to stab me by surprise. Understood. Please, everyone we have give more me a perception check. she does. Mm. We do. 28. 16. 19. 24. Hamid... You can hear, as everyone's clattering by, clattering by, clattering by, you you stop just for a second, think you see something, but as you stop and just fall ever so slightly behind, you hear a faint sound seems to be permeating the complex. You can't place what it is. It's like a... It's like a, like a static or a hiss or something. You're able to run and catch up with the rest of the group very easily. It's just you, you had a moment's reprieve to hear a very low sort of... just underlying mm. seemingly everywhere. Mm. Mm. Don't like that. Don't no. like that at all. Are we all going to struggle to breathe soon? Ha- Hamid is trying to get his wings to come out again, but he hasn't quite mastered it yet, so they're not, it's not really happening, but he's at the back now, so no one else will notice. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> he's just running down with one wing out going, ah! <laughs> no, they, they, sort of, they sort of grow and retract, and he can't quite get them to... But by the time anyone notices, they're gone again because he didn't uh, he didn't accomplish it properly. I was going to say teething problems. It's more like winging problems. <laughs> you all make it to the front door of the lab to find it locked. Like, clo- the big metal door is closed, locked, and apparently uh, sealed. Skrark, Skrark, it's us. I bang on the door. Ada? Uh, you, you hear sort of movement from the other side, and then you hear a... Uh, hello? Is that... Uh, is, is that who... It's everyone. What's going everyone on? Everyone, open a bloody door. Open the door. Open the door right now. Um, t- Tesla made me swear I wouldn't if something like this happened. Tesla's dead. Do you want to get murdered in that lab, or do you want us to protect you? There's another entrance now, Ada. We found it, remember? Can I get a fort save from everyone, please? Yeah. Eleven. Twenty-one. Sixteen. Twenty-two. Wild gets... Oh, what a champ. What a chap. Well, that means he did badly. See, that could mean anything. No, it means he did badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just like, oh, that is the death I needed. Yeah. Or, <laughs> no. oh, he gets to live another day. How could we have been doing this for six years and not know oh. what the reactions oh, are? Oh, love it. Everyone, apart from Azu and Zolf, collapse. Cool. Seemingly unconscious. Oh, nap time. Azu swears again extremely loudly. Stumble and then... Th- 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 bump, bump, bump. Right, what's that? I'm going to... Whoever's closest to me, I'm going to do a heel check just to make sure they're not dead. Yep, that's fine. Okay. 
I got a 22 on my heel check on, I don't whoever was closest. It seems that they've been poisoned. Balls. <laughs> Isn't Sal immune to poison? I'm immune to poison. Oh, and also I should have got oh. a plus two. Oh, oh, Zolf, you're like, you're fine. You're, 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 you've not collapsed. But the interesting thing here is, mm. oh, Sal's immune to poison. You mm. leveled and you're immune to poison. Mm-hmm. I forgot. You're mm. fine. You're oh. hunky-dory. Okay. The, the, the universe glitches momentarily, shudders, <laughs> and then Cell momentarily T-poses and then reappears. Yeah. Completely <laughs> Okay. Cell will do a... In the same immediate reaction... Uh, let's assume that Azu says, oh, they've been poisoned. I do. Cell will do a craft alchemy? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Give me a, give me a craft alchemy. Let's see where that comes uh, 31. There is an inhalation poison in the air. You you recognise the slight tingling in the nostrils that accompanies mm. that. Someone seems to have released an inhalation poison into the uh, atmosphere, and it's mm. been hitting people very hard. What was the exact score again? 31. 31. Mm-hmm. You believe... Actually, you just know. Mm. There's an obscure drug which is used in the americas quite a lot it can be purchased in europe and so on but it is an illicit substance that is normally not allowed it's called sweet dream uh how sweet dream works very simple it will send you to sleep if you're a fairly robust type it'll send you to sleep for a minute or two if you're not it can knock you out for hours and hours during the time of which you will have the most blissful and wonderful dreams the reason it's an illicit substance is not because it is a physically addictive substance Mm -hmm. but people uh, have a tendency to basically reshape their lives around it because it's so wonderful an experience you know that when the people are asleep they can be woken but if they're not taken away from the source of it they're just going to fall straight back asleep again Mm -hmm. okay Uh, Cell explains this and and essentially explains that it's so the effect seemed to be sleep for one minute and forget events of 1d4 rounds prior that is not enough time even if we get up to four for them to forget the murder you are correct and sleep for 1d4 hours but it doesn't say it's a magical sleep so they should be able to wake up if we just shake them but they will immediately then still be subject to the thing that's making them sleep unless you remove them from the situation or change True. the situation can you stop it uh, I, I, I can it's in the air they're continuing the to breathe it in uh, yeah well, if we can get them away from the source no I mean we just need ac- what's, what's going on what's going on you need to let us in the, no, the air no, here stop because that'll let the air in actually if Ada's still fine is Skrark in there with you uh, yeah yeah he's, uh, he's keeping an eye on the tunnel he says that there's a, a locked gate a little bit further down right right <sighs> We, we just get them in, and then we lock the door behind us. It'll dissipate in the air. How confident are so you? So it won't be enough if, we, if we're quick. It won't be enough to contaminate it. Uh, I am rolling a knowledge alchemy check. You won't need it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it you from the last one. Mm-hmm. Can you state what your assertion was again? I can just tell you whether that's accurate or tweak it. That if we got in quickly and brought a tiny bit of air with us, uh, it would be dissipated enough not to affect people. You know that it's a very, very potent one. Adua and Skrark would need to retreat to the tunnel. But in principle, yes, if you can drag everyone in and then close the door and mm-hmm. wait, say, 60 seconds, it will it will be dissipated if it has a separate air supply. Right, yep, explains that. Stressing the extra air supply... How many bodies are there here, Alex? So, currently unconscious is Augusta, Wild, and Hamid. 
fine. We can move That's them in one right. round. Yeah, because you can carry two, yeah, I can, can carry them. one. Right. You, you go as far into the tunnel as you can and, like, breathe as far in there as possible and uh, we'll, we'll get them in and we'll shut the door super quick and, and the new air supply would will... You know, it's, Cell goes into too many details when Cell is agitated. I do not need to roleplay forever. I just need to explain it. Cell, get it. the door open. Because Zolf is having none of the over-explaining. He's just, do it, do yeah, it, yeah. do it. So Aid is like, I mean, I can I can open the door on my side so that you can... I, I can unlock the door on my side, and then if I go to the other end of the... Do it, go, Yes, now. do that, do that, do that. Uh, unlock okay, it, okay, we'll be in okay. in two seconds. Right, okay. Azu, Hammered and Wild, yep. and I'll grab um, Augusta. So Ada unlocks the door from the other side, and you can hear the retreating footsteps to the far side of the I'll, room. I'll deal with the door. Everyone ready? Thank you. Everyone give me a reflex save. Okay. Oh, roll well, Azu, roll well. Not bad. 17? 22. 27. Hamid obviously is an auto-fail. <laughs> He's being <Yeah>. dragged. <laughs> Wild That's is an auto-fail. Oh, we counted the wrong number of bodies. Summit Neil is also unconscious. Oh, Christ. Uh, oh, no, I could can, I can probably still do two, actually. You're, you're str- you are a very strengthy lot. It will be trivial. Yeah. Hammond is very light. Plus four and plus five is fine. Yeah. Summit, I'm, I think Summit Neil, as, as, like, as frail as their physical form is, combined with Hamid, still doesn't constitute like a hefty, medium-sized creature. You're fine. Don't worry about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Just pick Hammond up by the scruff of his neck like a cat. So, as a result... <laughs> As the door opens, you know, with a and starts pulling pulling aside, and you all grab people and start dragging in. I'm going to say, Azu, you take a quick look over your shoulder as you do so and see a large humanoid figure briefly outlined in silhouette from the light coming through the door. And then everything goes white for everyone. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Mm. Greetings, fantasy fans and adventure aficionados. I'm your host, Kip Gilligan. To my left is the legendary Stormclad Thundertongue. Now who in the hell's put sleeves on my suit? Join us every Monday to watch teams of heroes rise through the ranks of the League of Ultimate Questing. We're serving up a double-decker high fantasy blood sport burger with all the comedy fixins and no napkins. Bring a bib, because things are going to get messy. Oh, yeah! Visit slapdashstudios.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are available. No dungeon too deep, no quest too questionable. This is the League of Ultimate Questing. Okay, so looking back down the corridor that you've come from, there's that creepy figure before everything went white, yes? Mm. Yeah. Cool. In that case, then. That sounds like so many dice. That, that sounds like a lot of damage. It is a lot of dice. You're assuming damage. Maybe yeah. it's how many NPCs die. No. It might be non-lethal, and Alex is trying to knock us all out by hook or by crook. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it could just be summoning a load of uh, corgis. Like could. that could just be how many corgis? Ten six corgis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a lot of corgis. Okay, okay. I am checking one thing very quickly. I mean, it's how many yeah, health good. potions we'll get? Azu. <sighs> yes. <laughs> oh, sh- I shouldn't swear. <laughs> Alex! Alex! <laughs> no! No! Helen, it's fine. This? You've got loads of hit points. I know, but he's <laughs> laughing so much. <laughs> Alex! Okay. More of a mischievous Helen. giggle. Sorry. Azu, you take 10, 20, 
31, 42, 44 lightning damage. Nice. Oh, and Zolf's freaking resistant to it, isn't he? Everyone else mm-hmm. who did not hit the DC of 19 mm-hmm. also takes the same damage. Zolf, yes. you take 22 damage. Cool. Hamid takes 44 damage. Cell takes 22 damage. Hey. Azu takes the full 44. Wild takes the full 44. <gasps> Summit Neil takes the full 44. Oh, yeah. And Augusta takes the full 44. That's why you oh, had God. so much fun saying that they auto failed. I understand now. Uh, Alex, Alex. Yes, yeah. A- Alex. And it was all by legitimate rolls. I'm so happy. I'm Bryn, so happy right now. Bryn, how many hit points do you have? L- left. <laughs> how many hit points do you have to start with? That's more useful for me to know. 62. Okay, you're still alive. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so... Everything goes white as lightning damage just slams into Azu, crackling through your bones and between your teeth, then leaps to everyone else in the group. At which point, the shadowy figure leaps forward incredibly quickly and powers towards the group. Zolf, you have dark vision, correct? Yes, I also have a tax opportunity in a 10-foot reach. Yep, that's fine. Azu? Yes, I also have dark vision. You have dark vision. And Cell, you have dark vision currently, don't you? Yep. Perfect. Cool. So the creature charges forward, and it is very difficult to make out what they actually look like. They seem mostly to be defined by how they're distorting the uh, shape of the corridor around them. Oh, God. And as they draw nearer, though, they definitely seem to have some kind of humanoid form. Mm. However, the head is larger than it should be. The arms appear to be six-foot blades. And the creature stops ten foot short of Zolf specifically. At which point, two weird sort of... Have you ever seen, like, a straightened slinky? I mean, it's a... Well, that's a wire, Alex. That's just a bit of wire. <laughs> no, 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 no. A badly straightened slinky, so oh. it's still got the weird twists and Do you and mean kicks. a stretched-out slinky? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so, right. like, a coil kind of thing. Two coils. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Stretched-out slinky is a very elongated way of saying coil. Thank you. Two <laughs> coils of matter extricate themselves from the shoulders of this creature, uh. hover in the air... Mm then dash forward, both of which for Zolf. They do not trigger attacks of opportunity. Okay. Is that written in their sheet? Yes, explicitly. Fair enough. At which point, they then sort of, distorting wildly, stab outwards towards Zolf's face. Okay. Are they evil? Zolf does not know, but I would say you could make an educated guess of yes. What's your AC? 22. I believe it's 22, because that's all the number you've given me all day is 22, and I don't (laughs) know why or how. (laughs) Okay. They are evil. You are taking damage reduction. Cool. Uh, Because of the way it pans out, one of them manages to stab through to your face, dealing uh, eight damage. Uh, Specifically, it is slashing. Okay, is that before or after the damage reduction? That is before damage reduction. Grand. And they then hover in front of your face, spiking wildly. It's sort of like looking at, you know, like audio visualizers in a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At which point, I think everyone should probably roll me initiative. Okay. Probably. Oh, that's a natural one. Oh. 
I assume I don't need to, Alex. Anyone who is unconscious will be taking a zero. Yep. Natural 20. 21. Six. Uh, well, it was a natural 20, so that's 24 in total. Yep. Can you roll for Scrark, Bryn, please? 12. Excellent. Uh, and I've rolled everyone else's up for them. Fabulous. In which case, then, Cell, you are up. To describe the scene, you are in the... Uh, technically, you're going to be in the mini-workshop, because the mini-workshop leads into the lab, yeah. Mm. Cell, you are in the... Well, everyone is in the sort of mini-workshop. You're at the entrance to the main like lab with the big metal door, etc. That door is now ajar. Mm-hmm. At the entrance to the mini-lab, stood silhouetted in the uh, corridor by the light of the now open door that creature was stood there and then moved forward Mm -hmm. the big creature is now 10 foot from you Mm -hmm. and the small creatures are like basically sharing a square with Zolf oh that's annoying because uh, Bomb would then hit him Bomb's going to hit everyone unless you throw to the far side you could try to place it behind big big boy yeah but if it hits big boy uh they only have five foot splash, so it... Oh, then everyone will be all right. Yeah, so I will... Uh, Cell will be unloading bombs into large lad. Understood. Go for it. Okay, let's let's do some rolling. Okay, 26. That is a miss. Oh. Oh, no. Does it, it still take splash damage? So you've raised a good question regarding what happens when you miss and still want to use a splash damage, so I've looked it up. And mm. I'm going to come out and say, that's a stupid rule. Mm. That is a... I don't often say this. That is a bad rule. So I am not doing that rule. I refuse. That is ludicrous. So what I'm going to be doing instead is if you miss mm-hmm. by a certain factor of the AC, mm-hmm. I will call for basically I'll just make a roll that's effectively just determining whether it's likely to hit anyone or not. Or if you completely fumble, I will automatically assume that the fumble is going to be hurting someone that you don't want it to hurt. By a fumble, I mean and that one. Okay, cool. To be clear, on this situation, you've missed and you've missed in such a way that it just flies over, it doesn't splash the creature or anyone that you care about. Okay, if that is a big miss, there's no way that Cell can hit this creature because that was Cell rolling high with their highest attack bonus. To give you a description, by the way, yeah. you threw it, you seem to throw ever so slightly wide, but the thing moved ludicrously quickly, just sort of think bullet dodging in the Matrix, just sort of turned a shoulder and it flew over. It didn't really even seem particularly phased. Yeah, okay, so that's that is not worth wasting bombs are on. There is a negligible chance of rolling higher than that. So that is the first of four attacks. You know what, let's do one more. Let's do one more and then... Okay. But no, they rolled a three, so... No, nah, that's that's wildly no. off, unfortunately. Having seen those two things happen, Sella's going to save their bombs, and that having been their main action, I assume they do not have time to grab at the nearest unconscious person and begin to drag them away. But if they do have that time then they will begin doing that. I'll be generous and allow you to grab the nearest con- unconscious person, but I wouldn't allow you to then drag them away. You're using your movement to grab them. I'm, I'm kind of fudging it a bit, but that, that sure. seems okay to me. Okay, I mean, it's yeah, it's like using a standard act rather than a full round thing. I think they would get the two attacks anyway because they're not, like, 
then using it's, their it's, bonus It's things. fine. You've grabbed a person, yeah. but you've not been able to run through the door. Cool. Who did you grab? Everyone's within reach, so it's Everyone's within reach. Hamid is the lightest and the one that Cell knows the most uh, will grab Hamid off the ground. Cool. I can't hit that. In which case, then, due to weird shenanigans, it is now Slinky number one. Slinky number one takes another stab for Zolf's face. Succeeds, but I think is only going to be doing... Oh. <laughs> Basically goes, ah, stabs at your face, and your face says no. Yep. <laughs> Got a sturdy face. It's that beard defence. And then it's moving through the group and then through the doorway to the other side without provoking any attacks of opportunity. At which point, Azu, you're up. Right. I detect evil automatically, I think, don't I? Yeah, you can detect evil at will, as are you. And would you like to know whether it's evil and how evil? Yes. Oh, this might be the most evil thing. I mean, this, this, is, this is right up there. Okay. Like, this is, this is proper ludicrous evil. Okay. This is nonsense levels of evil. This thing is as if you tried to concentrate evil and then removed the bits so it's just the pure, squeezed, <laughs> fresh evil. It's nonsense evil. It's the Vantablack of evil. Absolutely. 100% yes. <laughs> are the two little things still in front of me or have they gone past me? They are... One of them is past you, the other one is still up in Zolf's face. I would like to use Holy Whisper... Ooh. Um, Cheeky. Uh, that is a range of 30 foot. Is that going to hit the the big thing and the little thing? Helen, I have an offer. Oh? Because we're, we're, we're... Given the numbers that are occurring, we're going to have to be very... We're going to have to tactically work together in a sort of gamey way instead of a narrative way, I think. Yes. You've got the thing where That's you... That's fair, and I will allow you to do so. You are a well-oiled fighting machine. You've got the thing where you can, like, give everybody, including yourself, smite evil, right? I do have that. To answer your question, by the way, the small one, everything would be, is within 30 feet. The small one that went through the door is actually, like, the 30-foot square away, if you see what I mean. You'd hit everything with anything that's got a range of 30 foot, so everyone knows. I mean, it's a cone, so I might not. Ah. Okay, so, Holy Whispers. Walk me through it, Helen. I'll read you what it says. You whisper a single word in the primordial language of good that is Oof. anathema <laughs> to the minions of evil and Oof. strengthens the resolve of good creatures. Evil creatures within the burst, it is a 30-foot cone-shaped burst. Yep. They must make a fortitude saving throw, which in my case is a DC 16, or they become sickened for one round per level, which in my case is 11 rounds. Evil outsiders with the evil subtype evil aligned dragons and undead also take 2d8 points of damage if they fail the dc16 good aligned creatures will gain plus two sacred bonus on attack and damage rolls for one round i think that might your because you said you were hammering on the door right when this fight kicked off yeah which yeah. means that i'm probably standing between you and the creature which means you'd probably hit me with that cone that's right? what i thought Hell yeah. I think you, you will, will hit everything except the one tiny enemy that already made it through the door. Yeah. That is correct. That's correct. It's a very, very optimal play. I normally wouldn't let you do this kind of like high level, but I've thrown something 
super, super interesting. You so that's opened okay. with a surprise round chain lightning, so... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I opened with surprise round chain lightning in the dark with poison whilst also summoning minions. So yeah, I'm going to allow you to... I'm going to allow you to confer. Thank um, you. Cool, yeah. So in that case then, I will first give a fort save. Please be bad. Please be bad. That's a real bad roll. Okay, remind me of the effect. Um, on the enemy. On the enemy, it's is going it an to outsider? It, it is automatically now sickened for eleven rounds. Eleven rounds. If it's rounds. an outsider with the evil subtype, it also takes two d eight points of damage. Eleven rounds. That's a lot of sick. Yikes! Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, this thing clearly hits the big scary like a ton of bricks. Good. Just, it actively reacts. It's it's almost been impassive. It's moved and then stopped, and then moved and then stopped. But that one gives it, and it resets itself. The um, thing that's up in Zolf's grill appears completely unaffected. Okay. Does it take damage? So, in terms of the damage, it was that it deals damage and extra if they're an evil outsider, correct? Only if they're an evil outsider... Or a dragon or undead. So, you want the interesting stuff, the thing oh stuff that's really going to throw you. It's not an outsider. Nope. Mm. Oh, it's because it's a transformed Barrett, and he's not an outsider. That's Well, that is my thought. I don't know, but that would explain the, the visceral or attacks as well. Yeah. So, nonetheless, you've, you've done an enormous. You've yeah. done an enormous against me, and I will say this because I think you need a little bit of comfort, Helen. was real well played. That was very, very well played. You, I'm really uh, glad because um, that was that was teamwork. <laughs> you pulled, Which has you probably pulled been a bit of a blinder out, but there. That was teamwork. Yeah, it turns out that Red, Reggie Cray is apparently really pleased with you. That's really well played. Yeah, thank you very much, Helen. No, <laughs> really well good played. tactical mind. Very much. There. You know what? On that, I am I am going to end the episode there. Like you say, in a tactical mindset, ready for whatever comes. Oh, it'd be a terrible <laughs> shame if something were to happen to this monster, wouldn't it? Eh? <laughs> terrible shame. <laughs> Are we in EastEnders? Are, are we literally underneath? Well, like, we've basically been mugged by this monster at this point. Albert Square. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the monster gets to act next, so I might well be saying goodbye for the final time here, you guys. No! So, uh... No. Bye! No. Bye! <laughs> Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. lost the stat we're in an edit now i lost the stat i accidentally closed the window stat and now i haven't got no stats get in the stats and then we'll play we'll have lots of fun a happy day by which i mean fort save for everyone i've got the stats now it's a bad time (laughs) okay gonna come back in hi everyone it's helen here the voice of azu enola and laverne 
Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.